0: Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Wow, this Shabbos, Parshas VaYakil Pekudei. Shabbos Chazak. This Shabbos, once again, two Torah. The last of the four special Parshios. This Shabbos is Parshas HaChodesh. According to the Chinuch, there is but one Mitzvah found in Parshas VaYakil. It happens to be a low sase, a restrictive, namely that Losavaru Aish Bhomosh Vosekim Shabbos, you're not to light a fire on Shabbos in all your dwellings. There's no time for me to go into it. While this might be the remez for our having hot food on Shabbos, according to Rebsadjagon, this is the source of having a bracha for Hadlik neir shel Shabbos to undermine the Karaites. The chinuch understands this to mean that just as we can't have a bezdin to execute one of the four means of execution namely Srefa uh, burning on Shabbos, so too we don't have the convening of bezdin on Shabbos. Shabbos. I'd like to point out something fascinating, as after the first three psukim of Vayakel, which deal with Shabbos, the rest of Vayakel and Pukude is a recapitulation of, of Parshios Truma and Tetzaveh. In the beginning of Kisisa, namely the implementation of the Mishkan, the sanctuary that the Jewish people were privileged to build in the desert. I'd like to call your attention to the end of Pekuday, to chapter 40, Pasuk 18. Please take out your Mikroos kedolos, and take a look at the suporno. and if you don't have it and you're obviously listening now before Shabbat if you can go to your computer, go to Safari, go to chapter 40 in um, Shmos and go to verse 18 where the Torah tells us Vayokam Vayokam Moshe Samishkan. Moshe literally erected the sanctuary. Good. What didn't you understand? Explains the Sopurno. What does it mean that he erected the sanctuary? Eser Hayurios. We're talking specifically that he raised the ten curtains which were the roof of the sanctuary. Maasei Choshev. I'm continuing to read in the Sopurno. These were works of very intricate, delicate uh, work of weaving these urios, uh, these curtains. Shinikruu Mishkan, that they are the focus and they're called Mishkan. Hukmu. These were literally raised and placed before the placing of the boards. Now, I don't have to tell you whether you've watched the building of a house or any structure or not. It is completely understandable that you start from the bottom up. A foundation, walls, beams, and on top of these walls and beams, now I can have support for and placing a roof. Here, the Torah tells us, sit down and fasten your seatbelts, says the Sipurno. Here, the roof came on first. Now, interestingly, Regarding the sukkah that we're privileged to build each and every year, if somebody were to have that trick whereby first they put up the schach and they somehow have the schach supported and then they build up the walls to the schach, guess what, my friends? That sukkah is puzzle. It might look like a sukkah, but once we know how it was constructed, it is an invalid sukkah. You've got to, quote, take apart, pick up, put down the schach again, because that happens to be an infraction of tassevalominosoi. However, here in the construction of the Mishkan, this was completely in order. This is what God wants, and the Sapurno goes on to explain. How did this happen? either there were individuals, Shaivat Levi, holding up the urios, holding up these curtains, and then they put up the walls, the im or perhaps this was a miracle. Now, if this was a miracle, you have to ask yourself, why? Why would Hashem perform this miracle? Who needs it? Why couldn't you have, like any other, home? We're building a home for God, so let it be a foundation, walls, or sockets in this case here, to hold the temporary walls, etc. And then, on top of these walls, we're going to put the roof. Why the reverse? So, I want you to know, we should live and be well, Rav Ruven Feinstein, who prior to the pandemic would come to our community annually to raise funds for his yeshiva, and always honors us with words of Torah, once commented in our community that the Torah is teaching us a very important lesson. And that is, when you have a project, you should have a goal. Be goal-oriented and focus on the goal. And what is the goal here of the um, Mishkan? It's clearly, V'shochanti b'socham. That God should dwell in our midst. And therefore the Sapurno says, and go back to the Sapurno in Truma chapter twenty six verse one. And there he explains why it is that these Krushim, why I'm sorry, these Urios, that these curtains atop of the sanctuary, why are they called Mishkan? He says, because Besocham, underneath these curtains were the Kisei, the Aaron, the, the Shulchan, the table, the menorah, the candelabra, the Mizbeach Hazohov, the golden altar. All this was Lemishkan Shechina. All this was to house the Divine Presence. And interestingly, on these curtains were woven, Kruvim, the angels, as the pasuk says in Yeshaya six two, Omdim Mi as above Hashem's Kisei Hakovod, there are the angels here too above the Aron. You have the angels on these Urios. And as you find later on, or excuse me, earlier in Malachim Aleph, oh, the heavens, O oh, made O love, mimino, mismolo. Similarly, over here, above the Oron, um, you have the representation of Ashuras HaShchina with these curtains. What we're being taught here, says Rav Feinstein Schlitter, is that we should always focus on what the purpose is. Never lose sight of your goal. The raison d'etre, the main purpose of what your institution is, of what your home is, that your home should be a Mokom Shechina, The beautiful custom that people knock on the door of their home before they enter their home. Excuse me, it's not yours, it's my house. Why am I knocking on my door? So the first reason is not to startle anybody who might be in, that I should scare them, catch them off guard. But no, perhaps I'm having a challenging day somebody wronged me, whatever it is that many of us do have challenging days. You're about to go into your home, knock on the door for a moment, remind yourself what your door is, that your door is a dwelling place of the Shekhinah, and there's no room for any, God forbid, argumentation, there's no room for any pettiness that might have gone on during the day. Amazing. Amazing. What is the beginning of Parshas Vayakel? It is the mitzvah of Shabbos. And what are we told? Shabbos is, as we find in L'chad Dodi, Sof Ma'aseh B'Machshav Tchila. When Hashem created the world, He had the end goal in mind. And what was the end goal of the world? Shabbos. Wow! In order to appreciate Shabbos, you have to have six days of working. But not like, forgive me, the secular world thinks that you work hard during the six days and the weekend is made as the beer commercial goes for Michelob so you get a chance to relax on the weekend. No! She- Listen to the second puzzle of this week's parsha. Sheshis yomim It doesn't say six days you shall do malacha, you shall work. It says for six days work is to be done. You are to appreciate that even during the six days, whatever you accomplish is only because God is being good to you. Instead of giving it to you on a silver platter, which would be nothing less than Namodikisufa, which means it would be embarrassing that you're getting bread of humiliation, God is giving you a handout, tovim. He does a chesed for each and every one of us that he allows us to work during the week, that we feel, oh, look what we're accomplishing, and gives us dignity, but really it's all coming from him. Ah, if I recognize that it all comes from him, then I can appreciate Shabbos. Shabbos is a total focus on thank you Hashem. It's a complete total of being a privilege, of being a Jew. It's a different kind of a look at Shabbos. It's not a day of I can't and I can't and I can't and I can't because they learn the 39, interestingly, restrictions of Shabbos from the beginning of this week's parasha. It's a privilege. It's all looking at what is the goal the goal of Shabbos. And finally, the second Torah that we're going to take out to read from chapter 12 in the book of Shemos. We start with the mitzvah of the Jewish calendar. Time. What does that mean? It means that in Mitzrayim, when we were slaves in Egypt, we did not have time. Our time did not belong to us. It belonged to the Master with a small M. He told us what to do, when to do, and where to do it. Now that you are free, ah, what are you being given? Hachodesh hazeh lochem. Hashem is giving us the gift of time, and therefore we are to realize, wow, what is this gift? What's the matara? What's the end endor? What's the goal? And the answer is that Yisrael, like the Midrash says on that Pasuk, they are mikadesh. We have the ability to sanctify time. We take in Shabbos early, we sanctify time. We make Kiddush, we sanctify time. We make havdalah. we sanctify time. But it's not just that. Every day, during the week, we're all busy, we set time for the study of Torah, you are sanctifying time. You set time for the performance of mitzvot, you are sanctifying time. The common denominator between the erection of the Mishkan miraculously by Moshe, putting the roof before the structure, the connection between that And Shabbos and Pasha Zachodesh, is, all three, is teaching us one very important lesson. What is the goal? What are we aspiring for? And the answer is, all three. The Jew always aspires for Kedusha. May we be so privileged. Shabbat Shalom to all.